Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code CASH8. It starts at just $8 a month. They have over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from. Each design automatically includes a unique mobile experience. Have you checked out my website, cashlevy.com? I probably should have used Squarespace. Yeah, my website's just a bunch of stick figures and cartoons. It would have been different if I had used Squarespace, because it's incredibly easy to use and has an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, which is all the time. Start a trial with no credit card because they trust you at Squarespace. Everything you need to create an exceptional website. Now entering Nerdist.com Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy, and I'm so excited about today's show. I mean, I'm a little confused right now. Um, I have an interview scheduled with Donald Trump. Uh, I'm in his penthouse. I can't find him. Uh, I think I took a wrong turn somewhere. I'm, I, 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 bottom line, I think I'm in his closet. I mean, I, I, it's like a maze from The Shining in here. I, I, I mean, I'm seeing things. I, I saw clothes and shoes. That was the first you know, giveaway that maybe something was going on. Uh, I've seen other things that you, know, you wouldn't normally see in closets. There's a Jenga pyramid. Um, I saw a whole room filled with pirate's booty. That was strange. Uh, there was a post-it note that said, uh, don't say anything racist till after the election. I'm not sure what that, what that meant. Um, you know, there's ancient aqueducts. Uh, I've crossed two borders already, so I'm not sure what country I'm in. Um, you know, I, it's, there's a Lon John Silver's drive through window, which I thought's a strange thing to have in a Strange thing to have in a in a uh, in someone's closet, but, but bottom line, I'm in his closet. I'm wandering around right now, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll do what it takes to survive if I have to. I'll eat things that'll make a Billy Goat puke. Maybe the pirate's booty. I'm not sure, but I I did just see a key uh, attached to a bathroom. Yeah, so that's a big key holder when I mean, it's actually attached to a bathroom. And I'm gonna walk in. Most people don't have bathrooms in their closet, uh, but apparently uh, Donald Trump does. I'm gonna walk in now. And, uh, wow, this is a big bathroom for somebody's closet. This is great. Oh, look, is it, uh, can I get you a towel? Get sure, sure. Yeah. Wow, you know, a lot of people don't have bathroom attendants in their closet bathroom. That's uh, We've got a gum right here. You can uh, help yourself to mints. You sound familiar. Could you could you turn around? I, I just want to get a... Uh, you know, usually I do this, uh, you know, facing away from the people in the bathroom. Yeah, but I could kind of see a reflection in the mirror there. It looks like, wait, TJ? Are you, hey, TJ? Cash. Cash, it's me. What? T- who the, what I, the, in how order- the, Horton, here's the, who the, what the? <laughs> I love that film. Cash, I, uh, to make some money on the side, I, I, I've been, I've been moonlighting 
as uh, Donald Trump's bathroom attendant in his closet. How much? How much? Like, uh, I mean, how many people come through his bathroom? I mean, because I got lost for quite a while. I mean, you know, if depends. you can get through the ancient aqueducts, well, that's it's hard thing. to get to all the way to the bathroom. He pays me in you know whatever pirate's booty I can I can fill my pockets with. It's just. He'll only allow me to wear pants with very small pockets. Well, how many customers have you had in the last? I'd say two or three in the uh-huh. last six months. Okay, so not many people find their way all the way to the closet bathroom. Well, yeah, it's sort of at the very, very end. You know, even Donald Trump will sometimes walk in and say, "Do you think my closet's too big?" Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I'm so surprised to see you. I had no idea. I'm surprised to see you here, and I don't know if you noticed, but uh, again, I'd like to offer you a towel or quieres una toya. You did cross the border, so I, I try and keep it bilingual as we are technically in Ecuador. <laughs> are we really? Well, yeah, I mean technically. <laughs> well, this is amazing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited that, that you're here because I can't find him. Yeah, he I, he disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. I was supposed, Occas- to, interview, I was supposed to interview Donald Trump, and since I don't have him, maybe could I interview you for the show? Did you check the sock drawer? Because occasionally he'll sort of climb in there after a few drinks and fall asleep. There was an entire room just filled with sock drawers. Yeah, is that where it would right. be? That's the sock room. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't confuse the left that. sock room or the right sock room. I was going to say, don't confuse that with the sock puppet room. Which is just a room exclusively filled with sock puppets <laughs> who all uh, bear a striking resemblance to Mr. Trump himself. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, I, I wouldn't I was, go in there. I, I Really, I wouldn't go in there. I it's thought, terrifying. I, I'm confused. Maybe you can explain a few things. Especially once I walked in on him in the sock, sock puppet dr- room. It really is. The whole room is one drawer, which, again, is an indication that this closet is too big. But yeah, it's a You don't want to go in there. I came in, on, you know, and he was he was using both of the sock puppets to role play what it would be like if he was able to talk to himself. It's strange. It's very strange. It's a bit much. Yeah. I wish they I had that They all have little tape. tufts of hair on them. Yeah. Well, I saw his, uh, he has a toupee room. He does have a toupee room. And he doesn't even have a toupee, does he? He's just preparing for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's kind of one of those things. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, don't tell anybody this, but... Nobody's listening. Well, I came home, you know, and just this is maybe just for you, me, and the 12 and a half, but I I came home and I had had a little too much GHB, which is a a traditional club drug, uh, and I, I just walked in and I was confused as to where I was, so I started trying to give people towels, or what I thought were towels, and they were actually toupees, and he was pretty upset about that. You were passing that. out yeah. toupees? Surprisingly, they're uh, very absorbent. <laughs> what about the Long John Silver's drive-thru well, window? It's not attached to No, no, no. You got to hear this story. Yeah, okay. exactly. Because I thought the same thing. I thought, good God, he's got a, uh, a Long John Silver's in his closet. He didn't. He just bought the drive-through window. Yeah, and there's a Chipotle parking lot without a Chipotle. That's exactly right. That so was sometimes weird too. what he'll do is he'll drive into the closet, park, then he'll come over and uh, it's very embarrassing. But you know, I, I lost a lot of money. I, I've already told you this, but you know, I, I've done, I've done pretty well for myself in Hollywood. But I lost over three hundred thousand dollars in Carnival Games last year, and it's just you think that the. You think the next one? I, first of all, I think those hoops are too small for the basketballs, yeah. and that goddamn penny plate game. 
You yeah. just you think the softer you throw, but they all bounce off. Yeah. And I don't. And they they started letting me it, use my own pennies. It took a while. I lost fifty thousand yeah. dollars in my own pennies. Wow. Do I do I miss the money? Not as much as I miss the time I can never get back. Mm-hmm. Going between the bank and the carnival, and the bank and the carnival. Mm-hmm. You know, I bags of pennies. I lost all of my uh, life savings uh, in a wishing well because with inflation. <laughs> what, what was it that you were wishing for? I was wishing for inflation to stop. Yeah, yeah. Or at least uh, inflation is such that I figured I would up the ante, and I, I just threw in too much. I mean, a penny—that's not going to make your dreams come true at this point. What were you a dime, in there? a quarter, uh, hundred thousand dollar bills, <laughs> which are rare. They're hard to find. They're really hard They're to hard find. To find. You, you could they have float. just used Sacagawea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. Float. And, and I was also just throwing in big uh, sticks of gold, which I keep handy. <laughs> That's not hard to find sticks of gold these days. Sticks of gold. Most people put them in bars. Yeah, not bars. bars. I have sticks of gold. They're actually staffs of gold. <laughs> uh, they're sort of like Gandalf stacks, staffs of gold. Those are long. They're long staffs gold sticks, of gold. Yeah. So I threw those in. And it actually speared a couple fish in the wishing well. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure you were at a wishing well? Yeah, I was at a wishing well. Or were uh, you at a koi pond? Well, you know, any sort of body of water I throw something into <laughs> just to try to get some you good just luck. You consider, yeah. yeah. But it's, any, it's, any body of water So we're can in the same boat. Well. We both yeah. lost a lot of money. But don't you think people should uh, account for inflation with the wishing? Do you really think a wish could come th- true at this point with a dime or a penny in this I, day and age? I, I just don't know who's granting a wish on, on the basis of something a penny that I think a lot of people will drop on the ground and have that thought of should I pick it up or just let it go right we've talked about that I mean at a certain age you're not going to pick up your chain anyway it's embarrassing but what he does is he'll come through the Long John Silver's drive through this is Donald Trump we're talking about yes and and he'll he'll order something and then I'll say well we don't there's no restaurant you know we can't serve you anything right now and then I have to hold up a, a sock puppet of Donald Trump and say uh, you've been punked, and then hold up another uh, sock puppet of Ashton Kutchner's yeah. and say, "No, you've been punked." <laughs> and it doesn't pay really well, but yeah. he's you know he's given me. It's pretty uh, convoluted what they ask you to do. Well, it's yeah. just it's really just Donald. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, there's no one else really asking for any of this sort of stuff. I, I, I guess if you have enough money, it's just you kind of need to figure out what to do with it. And sometimes that is getting a Long John Silver's drive-through. And having a sad, sad man hold up yeah. puppets of Ashton well, Kutchner's in him and have a conversation between the two of them. And one time I tried to kind of throw in my two cents, like, I think we're all being punked here. And Donald said, yeah. you shut your mouth and you go back to your bathroom. <laughs> I walked through, just before we move it along, I, I did walk through an airplane hangar just filled with empty hangers. Yeah, Is that's that, another been weird in that room? one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, apparently they're all hangers that are used in the first-class cabins of flights. <laughs> so, so he they, just collects those? Yeah, he just, you know, I, I don't know. He's a very eccentric man, isn't he? He is a very eccentric man. Yeah. You, I, I kind of feel like having gotten to know him through you mm-hmm. might be not unlike meeting Howard Hughes towards the end. Yeah, I th- I think he's on his way. He's still clipping his toenails and his fingernails. Uh, and and he is he he is he does have that paranoia that if they cut his hair, some of the hair is going to get into his ears. Uh, so what I do is I give him a, an ear blow after each haircut, <laughs> and I know that sounds a little bit more disgusting than it really is. It's really just blowing into his ears with a, a hair dryer. Uh. Occasionally, my own breath I'll use if you know if the hair dryer is broken. He'll go into fits of rage and just smash every hair dryer in the closet. Yeah, well. 
Listen, my friend, it's so good to catch up. I haven't seen you in a while, so let's let's do a pod together. Let's let's um, drop some hot and tasty. Let's drop a hot and tasty, a hot and spicy, tasty, tangy pod, and and really, you, you know, I'm going to give a money back guarantee on this episode. Yeah, I, really? I guarantee uh, the listeners are going to want their money back. I, I, <laughs> I guarantee, guarantee it. That's how bad this one's going to be. Twelve and a half people are going to listen and never keep listening. Uh, but you know how I like this? Never, t- I like never keep listening. Never keep listening. I'll listen um, again, but I won't keep listening. You know what this episode could use? I'm just going to say this in advance. Probably this episode could have used a DJ, but we don't have one, so here we go. You want to start it off with the uh, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Triple banger lightning round. You know, he doesn't have a, an actual, like, a music DJ, but yeah. he has paid for DJ from Full House to live full-time with him <laughs> in sort of a Charlie Sheen <laughs> Angels type of deal. Oh, God. Triple beggar, lightning round. <laughs> Question one. Searching for sunken treasure. Adventurous explorers or bums with scuba gear? I mean, I like to think of them as adventurers. You know that somebody just found a lot of money... They they have been diving for years in the same spot, and he brought up a bunch of gold bullion that's worth like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I I that was I thought it was a wishing well. Did you? It's <laughs> all your bullion. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, all mine. I've been putting on bullion cubes of those chicken cubes. What are those called? Uh, I don't know. What what would that be? Uh, boysenberries. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Boysenberries. No, no. Is it? It's it's chicken bullion cubes. Is oh, that? Okay. I've been throwing those into a wishing well, but they're just making it taste more like chicken. Oh yeah, I know. I, I threw mean, caviar. I, mean, I threw caviar into a wishing well. Well, I, it just it confused the fish. I think more people should be adventurers. You know, everyone yeah. talks about how being an explorer isn't really anything anymore. We've 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 found every single place in the world. That used to be a job. Was I? I'm an adventure. I'm going to travel, right. you know, and, and Lewis and Clark, they're still untapped. You know, mostly wilderness. Clark. I mean, I want yeah, I, I talk about that too. Yeah. Lewis was riding Lewis. on those coattails. He kept insisting that his name was first. Yeah. Lewis riding on Clark's coattails. That was a triple banger. Now that's been burned. <laughs> did Lewis, did Lewis, who was, did who Lewis was riding ride on the coattails? Or should Clark. we say raccoon tails? Those <laughs> raccoon hats. Uh, when you pee in a wishing well, this is not a triple banger, but is that good luck if you have gold in your, if you just drank Goldschlager? Yeah. Is that a... <laughs> yeah, I think if, if you're... If, if you're drinking BAC, enough Goldschlager and you pee in a wishing well, is that are you gonna is your wish going to come true? Yeah, I, I think if it's more gold flakes than it is urine, then you've got a shot. Yeah. You also don't want to let a child see you urinating in a wishing well, you know, because then you right. truly are pissing on his dreams. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to pee on people's dreams... Who said this? This is going to be, you know, just because we're oh, talking about treasure. Who said? Who well, this said, is a new. This is a new section called "Who said this?" And I'm going to just stick it right in the middle of the triple bangers, I like just because we're this discombobulated today, and we've already given a money back guarantee. So what do we have to lose? <laughs> Who said this? Treasure is a funny thing. The longer you have something near you, the more it means to you. I've been in this room f- with you for 22 years. Think of what you mean to me. Who said that? Hmm. Well, I know it wasn't Clark. And I know Lewis couldn't fucking pull it together to say something that profound and well-spoken. It's pretty profound and well-spoken. Golly. Was it Lindsay Lohan? Close. It was my spin instructor. (laughs) (laughs) 
you've been doing, he said that last week. Have you been doing spinning for I did a 22 spin class. years? I, no, he, he apparently has been teaching the spin class for 22 years, and he actually said that, and I got off the bike and wrote it down. Because I was like, <laughs> that is the most profound thing and the most touching thing. This My spin instructor, I'm not, I don't have a personal spin instructor. When you got off the bike, did the bike keep going? And by the way, I don't have a, a personal spin instructor. You don't. Not like Donald Trump. Got a, I saw his you got spin a stranger. Room. Yeah. Got a stranger yeah, but he, he's been at the same place for 22 years, apparently, which I didn't know. And he inspires people. And that, that I almost fell off my bike. That was so profound. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's amazing that, yeah, that to think that someone could hear something profound, they almost fall off their spin cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is amazing. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. Question number two. Question two. two. Question two. 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 Mayonnaise. Stay the course or time for more flavors? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying should there be other flavors of mayonnaise? Mayonnaise is so cocky. They're, they're just like, we don't need any other flavors. But haven't they put in ice cream? Very in insecure. It? Ice cream's very insecure. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, ice cream. Ice cream's like, we need 31 more flavors. People aren't going to keep yeah, stay interested right. in us. We need to keep changing our taste. Mayonnaise has just, I mean, I, they really have stuck to their guns. There's no, uh, I don't know. There's, there's no. What about Dijonese? There's. Uh, well, okay, they, that's more of a they combined. I think there. I think bit. also with that one, there's the no sun-dried tomatoes. Saying, mayonnaise is there? Well, I, I think mayonnaise with Dijonese at least is sort of saying we'll t- we'll take care of the mustard from here on out. You know, you don't you're right. going to be buying other people's mustard. We'll put it in the mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Don't you think mayonnaise is the cockiest condiment? You're damn right. If mayonnaise that's fat-free calls itself Miracle Whip. Yeah. It literally has the word miracle, miracle, miracle in the title. In the food title. Cockiest condiment. It is a miracle that we can make something that tastes as good as mayonnaise. <laughs> we can whip that up. <laughs> we whipped up a miracle for you. <laughs> it's the cockiest condiment. Now, the most insecure condiment would maybe be mustard because they're, they're switching around a lot. I, I, I've always preferred mustard to mayonnaise. Me too. I, I, I don't, but have some confidence. You do don't you need miss chipotle mayonnaise? and 50 other different types of mustards. Yeah. But do you ever miss mayonnaise like on a no, sandwich? I don't. I've actually not been eating mayonnaise much. Let me just give you my uh, spin instructor's quote on mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> for a second there, you thought I really did have. It's a funny thing about mayo. It's a funny thing about mayonnaise. I've been eating mayonnaise for 22 years. <laughs> but I, Look at what it means to me. I'm letting go of it, and I won't even do the Miracle Whip route. I just think you can taste the mustard better and and then when you get like a jimmy john sandwich or a sandwich that's made for you and it has mayonnaise on it it's like a flavor explosion because you're not used to it mm-hmm. I, and i don't understand i know you know larry david has talked about this a lot of people have but there's people that'll put mayonnaise on a- egg salad yeah they'll put it on tuna fish that's already the main ingredient mm-hmm. of those things mm-hmm and also, there are people that eat mayonnaise just straight. That's not true. Yeah, Miracle Whip. I had a buddy. I, I had a buddy. They're called guy, whippers. <laughs> they're doing whippets. They're called quick whippers. Have you been whippers. doing whippets? Quick whippers. Yeah, quick whippers. <laughs> Can I just get a quick whip before I start start my day? I, I, I don't have a problem. I just like a little whip in the morning. Uh, who has? I got a buddy, uh, Tuck the Ruckus, and he's from um, Canada. And Tuck used to eat, I remember not understanding this, he would eat French fries with mayonnaise, which oh, yeah. to me, I don't know if there's a more unhealthy, unhealthy thing. thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would be more unhealthy than that? I mean, that's literally taking a potato that's been fried. It's a good question. What is the most unhealthy thing? That you can, at least in, in, the, in the realm of dipping. I guess if you were dipping a Snickers bar into just a vat of lard. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what mayonnaise is. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, if you mayonnaise is so cocky that it thinks mayonnaise thinks that if it, if it were to be thrown into a wishing well, that your your dreams would come true. That's why it's called miracle well. It is. It, it That's can probably how that started. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't throw your quarters or your change into the wishing well. Throw a jar throw, of throw mayonnaise. Throw a jar of. That's the other gross thing about it. It's in a jar. It's kind of gross. It's yeah. you know you know what else is in jars? Sort of like uh, pickles, pickle jars, right? Jars of peaches. You know, mm-hmm. Donald Trump has uh, jars with other jars in them, just smaller jars that he likes to keep <laughs> fresh. Triple banger lightning round. Question three. Question three. Para ustedes que están en Ecuador, eso es el triple banger lightning round número tres. Best name for a new shark movie. Best name for a new shark movie. Tickle Shark. Move over, Elmo. (laughs) That's the full one. Lake Shark. No salt required. (laughs) Park Shark. Off leash. Nurse shark, cover your teats. No, no, go on. <laughs> Which, what do you think? I got to say, okay, let's just... And if you think these are bad, there is something called Sharknado, so, right? There is a thing called so Sharknado. These are, these are all possible. Wasn't there one called Shark 3D? It just was like, shark coming at you. Right. So, don't... If you think these are stupid, no, 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 I don't want to hear stupid. about... These are These will happen. Let's there get, will be Lake Shark. Let's know. get let's get rid of the first okay. one. Tickle Shark? No, no. I think Tickle Shark. Too cute. Move over okay. Elmo. Okay. It seems like it's for kids, but I do like the two front runners for me. I are like Park Shark off leash. Park Shark off leash or Lake Shark, but instead of no salt required, I think it should be Lake Shark. There's nowhere to go, you know? Because mm. with the ocean, you can sort of, you know, at least if you can make it to the shore... You know, I've it's it's hard to get out of a lake. I don't know if you've recently tried to get out of a lake. There's just nothing to, that's usually mud. Lake There's shark. little crawfish uh, or crayfish, okay. depending on what region you're from. Pier of death. Your pier of death. Pier of death. That's a good one because it's sort of a fear of death. But I like shark park off leash because those those chase sequences would be would be really scary for the first thirty forty seconds, and then I, that shark just probably won't be able to make it much further. Let me let me just give ends you, up eating a, a, a poodle that's as bad that as those wasn't a miniature poodle, but it is after he's done with it. As bad as those were, I, let me give you some of the alternates. <laughs> <laughs> shark glider, dangerous skies. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Hail shark, Hitler's wet dream. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you know I don't like puns. I thought hail shark was going to be. Instead of hail shark, I thought hail shark was going to be a shark that was attacking during a hailstorm. Well, that's well, that's how it started, and then it became some sort of a pun. It didn't didn't work out. <laughs> Look, the whole section. I gave a money back guarantee. This is my this yeah. is my fault. I'm yeah. sort of trying to inject too many puns into the situation. It's okay. I was trying to please you with my punisms. How about how about a sharky snarky comment? And that's just sharks that make sort of snide remarks. As they kill people. Like, yeah. hey, great swimming suit. Was that a hand-me-down or a hand-me-up? Either way, you should have left it where it was. You know, and then it eats the person. Let's move it along to where were you. And I don't have I don't have the music for that one. I don't, and it's my fault. It I, is. It's, it's somewhere in my computer. Uh, uh, so should we play another? Uh, yeah, let's do, what, let's pick, uh, dealer's choice, what's your favorite? I like this. Cash and TJ intimately want to know... What Where hurts? were you? Okay, that works, right? Yeah, we kind of made that still <laughs> yeah. work. I wanted to give a hunger strike update, uh, as you know, yeah. since I've not seen you since the hunger strike. And what's going on with that? Uh, How long? Did... If you recall, I was uh, striking against my own body, and 
what happened was I learned some things. No matter how many days you haven't eaten, uh, you still never uh, would accept a salad. You would never... You would never even desire a salad. Like, as hungry as I got, you know, I went three or four days. Oh, yeah. You still never would have wanted to break the fast or the hunger strike with a, with salad. a salad. It doesn't, nothing, you know, you, there wasn't one moment where I was like, I could eat a salad right now. No, yeah. I still couldn't eat a salad. And if people ever say, I'm really going, I could go for a salad right now, they're not talking about the salad. They could go there, could really go for a Cobb salad. You're talking about the Cobb there, not the salad. Mm, the Cobb know? part, yeah. I could really go for a tuna nissoise salad with a mayonnaise dressing. Yeah. Yeah, You're, that's mostly about the mayo. But but I haven't seen you since the premiere. What happened was after yeah. our, we did the show um, where we talked about my hunger strike, we went to the premiere of a movie uh, called uh, Clear uh, Clear History. Clear History, which is a really really funny. It was film. funny. It's on Larry HBO. David, yeah. And the funny part for me was we live in Los Angeles and California. Was, you know, right here in California, <laughs> and I was. TJ, I was like, I don't know if I should go. I'm wearing. I was. I had about four days of growth on my beard. You look like you I had looked, been in I a looked, hunger strike. I, looked, you did. I had been hunger you were striking. Wearing, I think cargo shorts. I had cargo shorts with holes in them and shirt with like some holes, and I looked really like just really ragged. I mean, as bad I, as I, I do, can look. I do have to bring up though that there are very few shirts that you do own that don't have holes in them. <laughs> Right, like, like oh, I'd say almost all of your shirts have a hole at the top that yeah, your head goes through. That my head goes through, mm-hmm. and then there's one on the bottom where my actual torso gets stuffed through. <laughs> there's at least two arms. Um, what? And of course, my leg shirts are the same way. But all I know is, look, I put my leg shirts on one sleeve at a time, just like anybody else. Just don't think I'm better than you. Just, just like I the wear rest of shirts. us who wear pants as shirts, huh? You put your head through the fly. Mm-hmm. You go up into either sleeve. Yeah, you're ready to move. Absolutely. So your I, entire I chest is bare. Don't just don't think I'm better than you. I do one sleeve at a time. But we went to the premiere, and I didn't know if I should go. And you and your question for me was, I said, "Look, man, I'm I'm really ragged. I don't know if I should go to a premiere of a movie." And you're like, "Well, do you have shoes?" Mm-hmm. Because I was wearing flip flops. <laughs> That was your only – you're like, as long as you have shoes, I think we're good. I, yeah, but I also and, just – that was a general question. Oh, just do overall. Own, yeah, do you yeah. own shoes? Yeah. Is that something that's sort of is in the something rotation? you need? Perhaps yeah. I could buy you some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was more of a friendship question. You, you thought that would be a tactful time to inquire <laughs> if you own shoes. Uh, maybe I Should could we had to that. pay less, I yeah. guess is what I was saying. So, so the funny part was, though, you just said, you know, you're just going to seem like an eccentric director or that's the beauty of Hollywood. Nobody knows who anybody is. And you were right. We got there and I was completely accepted amongst these people. Uh, I even had some conversations with a few different celebrities, and yeah. I think they wondered who I was. It's partially based on the fact that I would ask about you know, certain projects I might have for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at one point, you went to the bathroom, and I, I, I'm not going to say who it was, but I told somebody I might have something for them. <laughs> I love that, too. Because <laughs> then they either sort of are thinking, oh, this guy's bullshit, but in case they don't know he's for not, sure. they don't yeah, know they in Hollywood. They can't say anything. And I remember we had a couple times where I'd say, you know, this is my associate, Cash Levy, and people would be like, oh, that's great, man. Uh, it's so good to see you guys. So what are you doing? You heading over to the, the after party? Just nobody knows what to say no. to anybody. Nobody knows what whoever's status nobody is. Nobody knows who anybody is. It's great. It's a pretty surreal situation. And it you is. did, for whatever reason, I think another thing is, you know. You, I was the only one there in the entire premiere and the post party where Chicago played wearing shorts and a holy shirt and a 
I mean, I looked ragged. But see, then then I think, and this, this is something I thought after the premiere, was that you kind of came off like a guy who was like maybe a screenwriter who just mm-hmm. had gone into a writing hole and then decided to show up to this thing. You just, you really can never tell. And sometimes at those things, the more dressed up you are, the more it looks like you you have no right to be there, and the more you're dressed down, the more it looks like you don't give a shit, and then that again sort of inspires this weird confidence right. that other people. Now here's the question: because it wasn't a good time to be on a hunger strike, and we can just reveal what happened. Yeah, we got to reveal that, go to... and we got to talk about the balloon animals. Oh, you want? To... I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> I didn't know if that was going. Yeah, be yeah, a yeah. We've got to talk about that. Oh, I love. But that. keep, keep, yeah, keep going. Because we had some stuff that's secret. Actually, we actually had something from the. Uh, one of the movies that TJ shot, a good story, uh, sneak in related that we had to cut from the show, which in a year we'll reveal. Which but it was a pretty I, I, awesome sneak in. Which I can feel in. the tension of the twelve and a half going. I got to wait for a year. You got to wait a year because we were warned. That might we were be warned that yeah. you know not to allow that. So we, we were had to cut warned it out. by important people, yeah. and it's, it's that person in particular yeah. spoke to me yeah. a second time when I when I went back to work more. Wow, she said, uh, "No, no, no, no. Uh, you know, I want to make sure you know that this is all. not. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. So in any event, I'm glad we can talk about this. So we get there now. The hunger strike was supposed to last a while longer. I was going to go to Montana and walk in of the forest and find my true self uh or maybe reconnect with the yeti uh, maybe a second time um or mate uh, which a lot of people don't realize tj in his spare time is mate well i do but, yeah it's my so, tie because so, for years i thought it was that delicious drink and i was like i'll impersonate that and then so we went <sighs> so we went yeah, there and a bottom line is, issue a national lampoon or whatever inquirer who has time to read the second word? Keep going. <laughs> Bottom line, when you get to a premiere of a movie and everything's free, free popcorn, and then the post, uh, the, the huge but after more, party with but they tons had more of free food. Talk, but talk about the type of food oh that you're sort of Every different of. type of they food. They had like prime rib sliders. They had the, all this weird comfort food. Do you remember all that stuff? I mean, it, it was, was unbelievable. So, bottom I line, they had an Asian I, salad that was mostly mayonnaise option. Yeah, my... <laughs> They had a miracle uh, table, <laughs> just all different types of miracle. And they whip. would whip up the miracle they would for whip you it in yeah. front of you. It was fresh. People whipped. don't get to see miracle whip made. Uh, they had miracle whip on a stick, <laughs> which tastes a lot <laughs> oh, better. A lot of people don't realize how good that tastes. Bottom line, I went off the hunger strike. Skewers, I couldn't. You did. When there's free food around, it feels stupid not to allow yourself to indulge. Which is a weird one because we talked about this too. It's like it, it just something about free food. But it's also it is. A, you're right. It's that, and, and and it's this weird. There's also a little bit of initiative to, to not waste the food because you know that if you don't eat it and somebody else doesn't eat it, then it just goes to waste. I just also think it's a really sick joke, not just at these premieres, but in general. Like at a convenience store or something, that just all of this food is available to you. That just wasn't a thing that happened hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. If you could find food and eat it, it was about surviving and getting that food. And now we live in a world where you have to convince yourself, you always talk about this, yeah. not to eat. I yeah. mean, both of us were there. Yeah. I said to myself at one point, I was like, TJ, if you eat a third bag of popcorn after you just ate popcorn watching this movie, then what are you? What what ex- what, what does that mean about animal you? Animal are you? Yeah. yeah, what disgusting pig of an animal man is just like round three on the popcorn. Just it has no nutritional value. It's literally corn, something that yeah. we created, popped into fluffiness. 
and in this instance, covered in cayenne pepper and caramel and who knows what. But that's, we've talked about this. That's why there's no reason for people to be ashamed and uh, about being super, super, super fat because we it's there's no we weren't meant to be in this situation where there was such a surplus of food all around us it's understandable that some of us have gotten really obese and and it's, why do we it's it's bizarre to me that we place such value <clears throat> on willpower <clears throat> excuse me god i just had my fifth uh, bag of popcorn in the car <clears throat> It, you know, we put such a value on willpower, and then we put everything in front of us that is supposed to sort of, you know, prove that we don't have that willpower. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be – it's not just food. It's just like, you know, don't – you know, you got to go to work in the morning. You know, you, you, you shouldn't have sex with other people. Everything we want to do, <laughs> we're not supposed to do. That's exactly right. The, the entire – we are in a culture based on not doing what you want to do. And that's the way every culture is, right? I mean, religion sort of emphasizes that. Even in G- Greek times, they were saying it's all about yeah. moderation. And there's and no then, way to win at a certain point. And that brings us to tiny opinions for a second. Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. We were talking about this at the premiere, and we'll go back to the premiere story also. We're going to mix and match with our topics today, but – as a man, there's no way to win. There's no way to win. And let's look at the possibilities you have as a guy. You can be single right. as you go on with your life and be single into your 70s and 80s. Yeah. And, and just be, be alone and be really lonely. And have that, that, that sort of window from 40 to 60 where you're con- trying to convince yourself and other people that it's cool that you're a bachelor. Yeah. And then as you approach really your twilight years, sad. you look in the, the mirror and you're like, I am going to die alone. Yeah. But that okay. might even happen with right. the other options. Right. Keep going, yeah. So you don't want to be that guy. Don't want to be that guy. Right. You can be uh, in a marriage, and uh, because your wife doesn't, you know, is no woman's going to put out as much as you'd like. <laughs> Let's be real. No, I mean, it's, it's just true. not possible. It's true. Because we have different biological needs, and men seem to need sex more. I'm not saying there aren't exceptions, but we do need it a lot. And if a woman sort of wants sex more than a man, then she's labeled by her sort of peers and society as a slut. That's always right. What a wonderful option for that woman. Assert your independence, you're a slut. If you don't have a career, you're a failure. If you're just a mother, what are you doing in that end? Probably not (laughs) sleeping with your husband because your body is literally telling you it's done. There's no more need for sex. You you, you did what you needed to do. Now just try and politely turn down yeah, and sexual your breasts, advances. And you have kids, and your breasts are a feeding vessel <laughs> for two other people. There may be two one. Two people. in my case, in my wife's case. But like well, two people you your, are It's you and your son. <laughs> Me and my son. You have a litter of children feeding on your body. You're actually a human, like, tap. Okay? Okay? You're a, you're a spigot. So... so Okay, so so, so anyway, your husband decides to go That's out like and cheat. That's like a racist slur you know, so for uh, someone who's recently had a child. <laughs> Ugh, fucking spigot. Just spray and milk. That's right. all she's for. So your husband goes out and cheats, and uh, he has to live a double life and lie to his wife, lie to the people he cares about, and try to keep the people he's cheating with not from them not going crazy and being weird with him. You don't want to be that guy. And then you're that fucking... Also, you're that guy. We're not even talking about the fact that not only are you sort of living this double life and being like this... 
You have to then surround yourself with other people who have the same terrible values that right. you do. You have to feel bad you're, about yourself. You're not and, building intimacy with your partner. Yeah, you can't tell me. And you're just much, that guy, the cheater. You're yeah, just you that can't guy who cheats tell me on his when wife. You, you can't tell me that when you hear, hear someone's cheated that you care about or you love or you respected. Yeah, that you keep respecting them as much. You can't tell me that you feel the same about them. Now, when you I find out so. someone cheated, you're disappointed in them. So you don't want to be that guy. No, you don't okay. want to be that guy. Okay. Uh. Okay. Then you could leave your wife and start up and be, and be single again. Be a divorce guy. Be and a divorce be a divorce guy. guy and visit your own family when you're allowed to. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just because your penis told you to. Those are the real right? winners. And nowadays, okay. yeah, yeah. Do you want to be that guy? I don't think you want to be that guy, right? Right. And so what are you left with? You're left with being the guy. Just an old gay guy, chicken hawking <laughs> dick at some fucking weird club on Santa Monica. No, Boulevard. all you're left with is being a married guy <laughs> or in a relationship and being super horny and frustrated and masturbating to porn sometimes and being angry all the time. And if it's and not, that's I'm- actually your best option. <laughs> And that is what I have chosen. Yeah, that's your that's your best option out of all of these. That's the most noble option to be frustrated for the rest of your life. Now, nobody told us that the, not, not that just frustrated. No, no, we're not even we're not examining the fact that if you're if you're the married guy that you're talking about, and which by the way, all these guys that are like, oh yeah, no, I'm married, dude. It's awesome. We yeah, we fuck all the time. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. That just means that you're watching a movie next to each other, both of you feeling completely alone, but also deciding like. Well, we've got to have something to talk to our friends about. And then we're also not talking about the shame involved. The shame is clear in, you know, guys that cheat on their girlfriends or wives. The shame, I think, even though now we, we, we live in a place in society where divorced guys. I recently had a friend who, was, who just got divorced and he's like, I love being divorced, man. It's like living in it like it's like life 2.0 or something. So then that that to me is a little bit of them trying to cover up the shame of not having been able to make that relationship work or having chosen yeah, wrong, which we also divorced. get down ourselves yeah. about that. But then there's the shame within the marriage where it's like you're masturbating in your own bathroom and right. someone's knocking yeah. on the door and you're like, you just want to be like, hey, I'm jacking off in here. Guess why? But instead, you have to be like, just a minute. Like, that's where we're at. Yeah, you're a hostage. And that's the best <laughs> You're a best hostage scenario to your own dick and your prison yeah. is your own bathroom. Yeah. I mean, and there's no scenario. And by the way, when you get the divorce... <laughs> What you'll find is you'll end up finding someone fairly similar in a different way, end up with her, and it's all going to happen again anyway. There's not any good answer. Yeah. There's, why didn't they tell us this in high school? Why didn't we learn about this, that it's going to suck after the age of 30, but, and it's impossible for it to ever be good again? Because, Enjoy it right now. Because if you did, and everybody goes, oh, you this Why didn't they tell waste. us? Uh, let me tell you this. And I feel really strongly about this, especially right now. A, you know, this whole youth is wasted on the young, okay? And then also this idea of, like, why isn't anybody telling these kids, you know, people that are under the age of 30, that it's going to suck afterwards is because they're too – it doesn't matter. They're too fucking stupid to realize that it sucks then. (laughs) Like, I I hate when people are like, oh, to be 22 again. What are you talking about? You know what I say to those people? Because I just worked with this girl on – I did this Motorola camp. Campaign, okay. you know, because I sold out years before I started doing any of this bullshit, right? Well, what's the point of having integrity if you have to podcast. keep proving you, people? You have not sold out because we, yeah, we are no 
literally paying to do this. We are literally paying to do this, and the, the, we, we're giving money back guarantees that we're you paying won't out. enjoy. We're not it. selling yeah. out. We're paying out. We're paying out. <laughs> and so on this Motorola campaign, there was like this girl who was like sixteen, and I made some reference to like. It's some band, and she and and uh, she was like, "You said I don't even know who that is," and I was like, uh, "Well, it's like One Direction, but they actually like were uh, good musicians." And she's like, "Well, what's next? Are you going to make a Rolling Stone reference?" And she's like, "God, you're how old are you?" And I swear to God, I looked at her and go, "Old enough to know that I'm not a failure." But you're not yet that old, are you? And she was like, what? And I was like, do you understand that I sort of realize I, I, I'm doing the thing that I want to do for a living? I sort of I, I, I feel good about my life for the most part. I'm like, there's no guarantees for that for you. You know, you could still get married and divorced. You could end up never finding a vocation that you really feel self-actualized in. I'm like, you really could still have a terrible life and you have no fucking idea if that's going happen or not and yet you're too stupid to even acknowledge that anxiety you said and i'll that? tell you that i was wish o- i had, i wish i had had that for the cruise i, I gotta say i wish i had had that the only other time i've used that is in a spin class where the guy just <laughs> out. but i mean i mean truly like and i've said that to a lot of people i've been like you know oh to be 22 again oh just have no idea what you're going to do with your life to be afraid to leave college which is Something everyone's like, oh, man. Like, I love all the people that are like, dude, you're never going to have it better in high school. And then while you're in college, they're like, buddy, enjoy college. It's never going to get better than that. Then you're in your 20s. They're like, buddy, enjoy your 20s. Like, what were they doing during those points? Just being like, hey, guys, we better enjoy this because we're fucked on the next stage. I mean, some older guy will tell us that this is currently the like, why isn't there more people that are like and I, I know some people that are like this, but why aren't more people like, you know, that whole part's sucks but wait till you get to your 70s oh buddy you're gonna be fucking nonstop. <laughs> the golden years yeah, the golden years the golden years uh, but no i want to go back to the to the to the main thing and that's uh how how did we get in a position after the age of 30 where you there is a there's a no-win situation here because that ma- possible because masculinity has been eroded and then women have been made to feel a responsibility to sort of like be something that, that they don't necessarily need to be, which is, I mean, there there's so much more asked of women than there is of men, and there's still a lot being asked of men, you know? But I just, I really, really think it's strange that when a woman, like at a party, and you say, well, what do you do? And they say, oh, you know, I'm a homemaker, or I'm a mother. There's this weird thing of like people kind of like looking down on that, and I don't get that. I'm not saying that that's what women should do, but then the flip side of it is they go, "Oh, so what do you do? Well, I have this career, and it's going really well for me." Uh, and they're like, "Oh, where's where's your husband?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah, I don't have a family. You know, I'm not." And then people are like, "Ooh, geez, you couldn't even like get that together." You're like, right. why it's why a lose lose for women it's too. It's a fucking lose lose situation lose. over not there. Not about sex though, but it's a lose lose in other ways. I think it is a lose lose about sex because we are so inundated with pornography that now women are held to that weird standard where guys are like, "Come on, come on, let's do all the weird, gross stuff." Well, and listen, like, we've none already of that discussed makes me this. Happy. There are no chicken facials. We've discussed that. <laughs> Just to kind of go back to that episode, uh, you know, and yeah. the, the, 
Yeah, we can't try to emulate porn. The porn actors and actresses aren't even married, like I said. There's and no so emulation you either. You're just yeah. imitating it. You're Hold trying to like you're trying to like live through that fantasy. And I don't even know what's going to happen to kids growing up now because if I could get a hold of pornography when I was like 15, 16, I did. I found Playboys in mm-hmm. a closet at like a neighbor's house and I remember we got a hold of this VHS tape which later I'd find out had Peter North was the star of it. Uh-huh. And I for years my only like real exposure to sex was a, 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 a like a porn star whose dick is longer than any leg of any table in the room that he's in <laughs> and terrible dialogue, which did not help me at all. But he, she was like, what are you going to do? Interrogate me? Yeah. Well, what are you going to use? And then he unzips his pants. He's like, how about this for starters? And then just awful edits throughout the sex scene. It was clear that the woman wasn't enjoying it. And then they'd edit it and it would be in a different situation. But porn was rom- more romantic back it, then. It, it certainly was more romantic. Now there's like categories. Guys are going like, what have you been watching on uh, RedTube lately? You getting into that uh, tranny thing where the girls don't actually have dicks, but they wear strap-ons and they have masculine features. And you're like, no, I'm more into foot jobs, which is some... Foot jobs. That's one of Trump's... Uh, that's part of his closet, isn't it? Isn't there something... Yeah, he's got a foot job machine, and it's just two <laughs> lifelike women's feet uh, that vigorously go up and down. I mean, it's just so gross. we, we got we to gotta go back and finish this story, because we're, we're running out of time. we got to finish the story about the, uh, the, um, uh, the premiere we went to. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we get there, and Chicago's playing, mm-hmm. and there are these... Uh, it was pretty elaborate party, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say it was? Oh yeah, I mean it was a amazing. really, really big party. Yeah, they major had, party. Not outside. just Chicago played. They though. had Ferris wheels. They had a Ferris wheel. Uh, yeah, Ferris wheel. One Ferris wheel. Yeah, they had a lot of those plural, games. Plural Ferris wheels. Didn't need two. It's, of them. it's a little yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nobody's looking at a Ferris wheel, being like, "I got to try this other one." They were showing Ferris Bueller's Day Off on the Ferris on wheel, the big screen. They had uh, it was an outdoor thing. So Chicago played. They had different areas. They had a bunch of carnival games. I think that's where you lost the majority of your income. Yeah, I lost a little money in there. There was a wishing well. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where I threw my uh, uh, gold spears into my gold uh, staff. I think at one point somebody said, "Would you like a Kobe beef corn dog or like an organic chicken sausage corn dog?" And as I bit into it, I tasted Los Angeles. That was the flavor (laughs) of it. But. TJ decided he wanted uh, these um, these these table. Uh, they, they were they sort of what were they? They were porcelain. No, not porcelain. They, made they of were wood. wooden. Okay, they were they wood. They, they were sort of fake balloon animal dogs. Yeah, and they were on every table, kind of. TJ a centerpiece. decided he had to have at least three. Well, a lot of people leave with the centerpieces because they just throw them away anyway, you know? And it was this kind of carnival theme. But you didn't want to be known as a guy that would take the centerpiece. I don't want to be the guy that needs a third wooden balloon animal (laughs) dog, you know? At least not around town So you decided to go behind the bathrooms and stick it underneath a fence, and then you figured you'd come back around the fence and retrieve it. But then you made it clear to me, like, because you're a sneak-in expert, you're like... There's going to be tough to sneak this out because the gate, the little tarp that you put in underneath, there's a second gate out there 
Then in my mind, I'm like, where am I going to get wire clippers at this time yeah, of night? He, he was Instead, really you go, why don't are we, we just... get a chopper? Are we going to get a chopper and bring it in that way? <laughs> well, you didn't you just say, why don't we just take them out and sneak them out? Yeah, I'm like, why don't you have a coat? Why don't you just put them inside your coat? I tried to do that, but the coat looked so much like a balloon animal dog <laughs> once it was draped over this dog. But as I walked out, I think one security guard gave me a look like, buddy, I know what's going on. Yeah, you don't need to try to be It's almost like if the Trojan horse had been shaped like a uh, Trojan I'd person. say from the beginning of that metaphor, <laughs> you gave up. No, it was I, weird to hear you sort of well, say. Well, I was trying it, to think about history. I mean, the Trojans... <laughs> in general. Did, did Trojans get inside the Trojan horse? Yes. Okay. So if the Trojan horse had been shaped like an actual Trojan person, that wouldn't have worked as well. I think so. We're going to give you a gift. Or, here, yeah. Or, or what if it was just it's the bigger Trojan version horse... version of the people inside it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just wooden <laughs> Russian dolls with soldiers in them. And we're going to give you a hundred of them, and don't open yeah. them till they're inside right. the gate. That's how your balloon animal situation was. But when they, can I just ask this? Why is both the the concept of a Trojan horse and don't look a gift horse in the mouth? Why are those both things that everybody just accepts as fact? You know, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth because you're not supposed to kind of go, "Oh, I really want to check out this gift and see if I really want it." And that's one of the worst phrases I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, who's it, looking it, at horses' mouths? Yeah, my spin instructor would never use that phrase. He wouldn't say that. I look, I, and I want to say I had a bad experience, but the the only time I've ever looked and Tuck the Ruckus is actually an equestrian. The only time I've ever looked a gift horse in the mouth, he gave it to me, and I, when I looked into it, the horse vomited into my face. <laughs> And I guess it's because he put some cayenne pepper in the thing's mouth, and you know, or whatever. Anyway, I took it into my gate, opened it up. It turned out that there had been a couple of Trojans in there, but they were just condoms. <laughs> I mean, who's fucking a gift horse in the ass? <laughs> I want to apologize, but remember that money back guarantee, guys. Yeah. yeah. When that's, jokes like that come out, you're going to get every penny you spent on this podcast that's right. back. The whole. The whole show hinges on the fact that we're paying you to listen. <laughs> we're going to have to finish up. I, I, I'm so good to catch up with you, but we're going to have to finish up. It's good to hear. Here's it's how we like to, talk, to finish up. Yeah, it's, I like it's good to finish to talk up this to the way. Like eighty-five percent of superheroes. This is maskers. It, it always. I know it feels really long to the listeners how long our podcast is our each episode but to me it feels really short it's fun talking it does feel short and i know it feels long but if you've ever it's it's not as long as uh, the wtf opening so just give us that at least please will you the 12 and a half for crying out loud you ever listen to talk i mean there's there are a lot of podcasts that are longer than ours that's true that's true um it's just they talk about real things but in any event uh, I'm going to, you know, Labor Day weekend's coming up, and what better way to spend it than with me, Cash Levy, at Rooster Tea Feathers Comedy yes, Club. Yes, you gotta yeah, go! This is it. This is it. I want... That's a great club, too, right? It is right? a fun I've club. It's, it's it, actually one things. of my favorite clubs, and it's... Uh, I want the 12 and a half out there. Isn't you it in San special, Jose? It's in uh, Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale. The very sunny area of the Vale. <laughs> Uh, and it's a wonderful place. It's it's really my favorite city uh, between uh, uh, Mountain View and Cupertino. So so really check it out. It's on El Camino Although Real. Cupertino ain't nothing to sneeze at either. That's right. That's I don't know right. If you've been there recently, um, but they, everybody in their seventies is fucking their way through the foothills. <laughs> uh, I want you I? to represent. I just wanted to tell you, you get a special deal if you say that you're a part of the. Uh, of the podcast, if you go online, they have a special deal for you. If you listen to the podcast, 
Um, just say you're part of the 12 and a half or if you call. So just let them know and they'll give you a deal. And do that because you guys, you know, yeah. we, we love we love that you listen we to love the podcast. Meeting you. We love meeting but you. We love meeting you. Oh, and we met someone at the premiere. That's right. Remember? We met a girl who came. And she came up. Oh, this is lovely. Do you and have her name? I, Here, I wrote it down. While, I'm doing, while you're doing that, guys, I'm going on tour for the first time in a while, and I'm going to Edmonton, Canada. So if you live there and you listen to the podcast or you live close to Canada and you want to go to another country to see me, <laughs> I'll be there September uh, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. So uh, September 12th through the 15th. And then, guys, I can't stay away from Kansas. I love it too much. September 26th through the 28th, with maybe a show on the 29th, uh, I'll be playing Stanford and Sons Comedy Club in Kansas City. Uh, so check me out either of those weekends in September. The dates are on my website. TJ Miller does not have a website.com. And we really do. Cash and I, every time we come back from a club and we have a story about meeting one of you, for whatever reason, it just, and we talk about this a lot, it just feels like because you listen to the podcast, we, it's, it's easy it to make fast more, friends. Yeah, it means a lot more to us. Well, you actually know us. Uh, so yeah, you do it, know it, us. And so, and we'd love to get to know you. Uh, and so we met someone, I believe her name, I hope I, Hope this is the right name, but Sarah Carlisi approached us at the premiere. I think it's Sarah Carlisi. Yeah, that's the uh, yeah. that's that's the French version. That's what it is but, in um, Ecuador. But um, anyway, she came up, and it was nice for me too because uh, I had been dealing with watching you uh, with the paparazzi, uh, and I had never experienced that with you before, and that was weird. That is a weird. Uh, and they one. followed you, and were like giving you questions and stuff, and it made me feel, even though. Uh, I'm, you know, I looked like the executive producer of a major sitcom uh, with my outfit on or the writer of maybe some of the best motion pictures of all time. It made me feel a little weird to have all these people taking pictures of you. And um, you, of I, course, told them I was your spin instructor. <laughs> so that didn't make me feel any better. And, and then I kept she describing came up, you as a real treasure. Right, yeah. And then she came up and she was like, I love your podcast, guys. And that, that made me feel But good. that's the yeah. thing, you know, and it is. It, it, I know and I would have had sex with her, but I don't want to be that guy. I know that it's for you. I don't want to take that route. Right. I, I just, I, I really thought, you know, first of all, that is, it's weird for everybody. Because it's even weird for the paparazzi who are sort of following me going, mm-hmm. well, is that the guy? Here, let's look up on IMDb. He's got, <laughs> maybe we can sell something to DMZ. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll do something that's embarrassing enough that I can make whatever 50 bucks or whatever they're paying those people right now. <laughs> but it is there is something very different from, you know, filming Transformers 4 and coming back to the hotel and having someone be like, "TJ, can you sign the, can you sign this poster? No one else will sign any of my posters. Can you please sign this poster? Come on. I know you don't have enough going on to not sign this poster." And there's just something so different between that which kind of almost, you know, takes the surreality of everything that's happening to me to the point of anxiety attacks. Then meeting someone who genuinely came up to the two of us, right. who just looked like a ragtag pair of idiots. I think I was wearing like a checkered suit. Like we look like you, you, you decided to come. Like you brought me along, yeah. and you're like, "Look, you better dress well, okay? I'm going to be in cargo shorts, but right. you, gotta, you better make make an, make an appearance, make your appearance worthwhile." And, and you she had, came, and you had three, you know, balloon animals in your pants. I mean, which that's, made it, that's there was never a weird good. protrusion. And there's no way to say, is that a balloon animal? 
in your pants or are you just happy to see right. me and have the response be, no, it's three balloon animals in my <laughs> pants and I'm not happy to see you. Don't look three balloon animals in the mouth. <laughs> You know, that's what she wanted to it's say. It's a gift. It's a Maskers. gift. Maskers. Well, let me... I, yeah, I just, oh, go on. I just yeah. want to say that it, it it means so much more and it means so much to us that she came up to us and said, look, I just want to say I really, really like the podcast. I'm one of the 12 and a half. It's just, you can't even imagine. It's just, it's such a, it's it's very flattering. And I mean, I, I didn't mean to imply that she was a horse when I kind of looked into her mouth and rooted <laughs> around. I just wanted to make sure she was, you know, taking care to have the fillings that she needed. Yeah. No, and I think she appreciated that. Speaking of fillings, this masker's question is somewhat, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhat medical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cannon Lyco at A. Herman uh, writes... How should you react when you get results back from a cancer test and it says, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great how so many of these are so hilarious. I mean, is, do you think it's you're getting – I don't know why, but I, I expected that you get that in the mail. Because both are weird, but it would be weird to get something in the mail. I don't know who's mailing cancer results. Yes, yeah. It just it says, eh. It's I like, think the doctor. I, I'd be looking at how many H's are on there. Yeah, if it's, it's, it, it was just EH, so it, I tried to do Oh, my really? Best. That's yeah, it? Yeah. So, uh, I'm really good reading copy or copy. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if. Well, here's my question. I don't know if. If it's in person and you say, so what is it? Is it benign? Is it malignant? Malignant? Is it, is it malignant? And you eh, that's not even really a thing. But just to go, well, you know, is did the results come back positive or negative? He goes, eh. Unfortunately, I think that's him saying something about you as a person. He's kind of mm-hmm. like, does it really matter? I mean, you just mm-hmm. get out of yeah. my office. Kind of insulting. Josh Nash, at Josh790844, writes. That sounds like he just was like, it's me, Josh Nash, and here's my phone number. Does, does XX... L yoga pants give women a false sense of flexibility. So if you got triple X mm-hmm. L yoga pants, does it give them a false sense of flexibility? I don't think so. I don't really know what he means. Have we discussed the yoga pants? I mean, I think we have. Yeah. And I don't think I love them. I think they're very sexy and I enjoy that women are wearing the yoga pants. They're really tight. We talk about the same thing, the very tight black Yeah, pants. I understand what you're saying. So um, the, those those are going to be mocked and ridiculed in, in t- uh, 15, 20 years because they're yeah. really sexy, almost to a point of, like, ridiculousness. Well, but they're I not like as it. sexy if they're triple XL. I, I just, whenever I oh, see a so woman... you're saying baggy yoga pants? Well, whenever I see a woman who has got a really big pair of pants on, I kind of come over and say... Can I get in your pants? And when they sort of say, like, what are you trying to say? I'm like, no, I, I, the last thing I want to do is have sex with someone who's wearing trousers that look like they're about to go parachute jumping. I'm asking, can I get in those pants with yeah. you? There's room in there. I know it. I'd love to have an egg salad sandwich and see if there's any miracle to whip up downtown. Well, and sometimes I'll say, can I just uh, get inside your pocket? Yeah. You know, because the they have pretty big pockets yeah, I mean, for they, those types of pants. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's something for, you know, Greg Stephanakis. Stephanakis. He's a friend of the show. Greg I, I Stephanakis. Think, I think Greg knows as well as I do that it's not our fault we can't pronounce his last name. I, I just looked at if it really he's quickly. Unhappy about, Greg's been it really doesn't matter. Helpful. If he's unhappy about that, he Greg, needs to talk to his family. I believe Greg is one of the originators of uh, 
of uh, the uh, cashphrases.org. Uh, really? I believe. I believe. I'm not sure. I think so. But he's, he's a good one. Uh, should I be concerned about the size of my shoe's carbon footprint? I mean, yeah, especially if you were in those newfangled gas-powered shoes. I mean, I'm trying to get around. You know, because L.A. lights used to do, but now they got these gas-powered lighted sneakers. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it just shows how sort of how moral Greg is to even worry about that kind of thing. I mean, I appreciate his morality. I also don't know why he's trekking around in carbon, you well, know? And that's why I don't have shoes yet. Have you ever heard this allegory, Cash? And I don't, I don't mean to kind of... Bring in religious overtones yeah. to the show that's been... You're so a treasure, cool. by the way. Thank you so much. For 22 Super. years, I've yeah. been spinning in, in my, my For wheels. 42 minutes. And I'm now I feel like me. I've gotten somewhere the second I got off this bike. But I don't mean to kind of bring in... But this allegory has always helped me. And, uh, I, you know, hopefully it'll help you and the, the 12 and a half. But, um, you know, there was a man who was walking through carbon. And, uh, you know, he, he... There were two sets of footprints. Two carbon footprints, and, uh, and and then when he when he got to the end of his journey, he looked back, and there was only one set of carbon footprints, and he asked Jesus Christ, you know, uh, our Lord and not everybody's savior, but some people mm-hmm. certainly not Muslims, and he said, you know, he asked his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you know, wh- why why is there only one set of footprints? You know, was I carrying you? During that time, and and Jesus said, "No, I just I got an electric vehicle, <laughs> so I took off. I mean, who's carrying who on these carbon sands?" Uh, I like it. This is shitstick <laughs> Mick Fishlips for CBS News. Good night. <laughs> now that was from Matthew Ryan. He wrote that. Uh, shitstick Mick Fishlips. That's a tough one to say. Shit we got a lot of those. Yeah, shitstick Mick Fishlips. Yeah. That was a tough one. That sounds like something that would come and go right after the McRib yeah. at McDonald's. Like People are like, hey, the McRib's not there anymore? All right, I guess I'll just have some shit stick fish lips. They actually serve those in the Long John Silver's drive well, Let's head out there, buddy. we gotta get off. We got to get out of here and try to find our way out of Donald Trump's closet. Mm-hmm. And that's the start of finding our way out of his penthouse. Are we? In, you said we're in Ecuador right now. We are in Ecuador. Let's head back right to now. the states. Okay. And uh, it was so great to catch up with you in the bathroom. So great there. to see you here in and the bathroom. Can I have a mint and a, uh, a cold towel? Yeah, if you got my five forehead. bucks, it ain't and, free. And is that Miracle Whip I see, or are you just glad to see me? You know what? I'm I, because it's you. I'm going to tell you, it is. It's a Miracle Whip bottle, but I filled it with actual mayonnaise. <laughs> I won't accept that. Well, thank you for coming, buddy. This is amazing. Well, well actually, coming. I came to you. Yeah, you came did. To you. you came to let's me. Let's help find our. Let's find our way out of here. Okay. Sorry about the last miracle whip joke. Now leaving nerdist.com. 